0: you're listening to the rising rain podcast this is your host nathan ramirez
1: what's up
0: welcome back everybody welcome to the rising rain podcast i'm here with my best friend sterling her
1: What's up, everyone? Back again
0: um, for the fifth time. Um, we're gonna start not calling you a guest and just co-hoster, co-host Kerr. Get me like, on the staff. Uh, yeah, I'll get you on the payroll. Right? Yes, get sir. <laughs> okay, we got jam-packed episode coming up. First, I want to get this out of the way. What the heck is happening in the United States?
1: Oof! Yeah, man, absolute disaster down there. Um, uh, how informed have you been on it? Like, have you been watching the news or?
0: So the news is never on in my house. Like, my parents don't like. First of all, my dad is like the furthest thing from a like a political guy. You can like, you know, like he does not follow politics. He doesn't follow any of that. And that's fine. I think it's his culture. They just are not invested in that. He doesn't find, he doesn't see, like, he knows it's important, but he doesn't, like, express the importance of, you know, that. So, um, the news is never on. So I just have to follow it. Like, yeah. So I, like, I basically just mostly self taught about politics and stuff like that. Um, doesn't, it's not like a common, thing in my family in my house. But I think it's probably different for you, no?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like my parents are big news watchers, like everyday sort of thing. I'm not that into it, but I am interested in politics. I've taken a couple um poli sci courses. So I like to, you know, just stay informed. I'm not like obsessed with it by any means. But this for sure is like uh this is this is a serious thing going on that is gonna take uh it's gonna last a long time. Um scary considering like america is the country that so many countries like aim to be right in terms of political system yeah so it's 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 crazy to see this sort of fall from grace and like i said this isn't going to be something that was just you know the break into the capital this is going to be lasting for a long time until something goes on with trump seriously so
0: yeah and uh, i was just going to say that like america is the core when it comes to like politics like country like you say, countries aim to be at the, like the same level as america which blows my mind because you watch what's going on right now and it's like why would any country want to be like that you know
1: yeah but no, like, that's
0: insane yeah um let's just yeah i just want to talk about this because it's like obviously it's blowing up on social media and how like this how these uh i don't even know what to call them like pro trump uh revolutionists (laughs) i'm guessing yeah um, were treated so differently towards you know black people and when they were um protesting or rioting or whatever you're gonna whatever you whatever the name is for it you know how differently they were treated and just how that like speaks to the roots of american culture you know
1: yeah yeah for sure and uh Really, the thing is like the Republican Party as a whole is so so broad, right? There's so many people involved. So really the hope out of all of this is that some policymakers, you know, some Trump supporters who maybe didn't break into the Capitol, but were at their homes sort of observing the whole thing. Maybe this is a turning point, you know, where some people have to seriously reconsider where they're at politically and start to realize that this dude is legitimately crazy and something oh, yeah. has to be done to change what's going on because it's, you can't just overthrow a whole electoral system that's existed since the 1800s like that. Yeah. It's, it's insane to me. You can't just yeah, refuse to accept the but yeah, anyways, I mean, we don't need to last on it too long, but uh, yeah. I'm sure everyone knows what's going on.
0: Yeah. I, I just think it blows my mind that, um, you know, like th- this stuff has happened in the past. Right, and when and people might not think that it's significant that there's a group of people that chose to storm like such a like a place like Capitol Hill. Like they don't find the significance behind that. But like if you look at history, you know when things like that happen and when people with the same mindset come together, it's dangerous.
1: Well, yeah, like I I read somewhere that. This is the first, like, the most damage that's been done to the Capitol since the War of eighteen twelve, when the British burned down the White House. Like, it's insane to me. Crazy.
0: I just like I, I don't I don't understand what is the incentive behind it. Like, is it because like the like everything that's happening with like the you know coronavirus and and you know the economy and like is that are those all reasons why people are turning to this like kind of violent ways of acting or is it just like or is this like trump has planted like this crazy mindset into people that they just feel like if they don't get their way they're gonna you know you're gonna tear down buildings or something you
1: know yeah uh, like in my opinion this is this is all started by trump and i think um like especially like cbc and some of the canadian now have been pretty good about not veering from that at all like they're very clear that this is incited by Trump because he refuses to accept the election. Nothing else. There's nothing else behind this. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like this is a authoritarian leadership. Like he has a rule over these people that is that goes beyond just the presidential power. So it's going to yeah. be interesting how it pans out. Hopefully, there's not some sort of civil war or any of that because realistically, right now that could be a possibility.
0: Yeah. And and the the fact that. People are choosing to be violent. Like it's not like your life, like I understand the government and policies control, you know, how you live, but it's not like you as a person is is not gonna be completely changed. Your character is not gonna be completely changed because of a change in presidency.
1: Exactly. Like especially and and Western politics, it like the liberal democracy system as a whole is it's defined by people having opposing opinions and finding a middle ground through a majority, right. Or a minority government. So yeah, going to be interesting to see how this all turns out. Hopefully the American system finds a way to stay strong and not change their electoral system because of one crazy dude, but we'll see what happens.
0: Holy man. Could you imagine if they change everything, the world will go down, dude, especially like, I just hate that. Like the biggest thing for me is that even like people our age in Canada are being influenced by American politics. It's like, yes, it, it it impacts us to a certain degree, but not to how we're reacting to it. You know, I understand yeah. that like it's people and we need to be able to stand for what's right for everybody, not just our own, but it's like, what like, what are we going to do over here?
1: Yeah. All
0: yeah. Can do is no,
1: the ble- the blessing is our uh, political system is is pretty secure right now. So yeah. I th- I trust our politicians to not go down that road anytime soon. But it could be helpful for us coming to the future as we age as a country uh, to prevent types of things like this is happening here, right? So yeah, no, there w- there will be changes when a superpower has problems like this. But um, yeah, hopefully everyone stays safe and there's no big war out of this. That's yeah. my main hope.
0: And like, honest and like going just a little bit further, like we are blessed as Canadians in the culture that we've adopted that we've kind of, you know, like combined so many different perspectives and ideologies that if something were like, if something like that were to happen, I feel like Canadian culture would be able to adapt to the different, you know, prime ministers. Like first we yeah. had Steve Harper, very conservative, you know, well-rounded guy and then we get justin trudeau and i feel like i'm not saying like he's bad or anything and he's he's actually like a he's been a very good prime minister um and he's done as much as he could for the country um but even like alberta like this is like canadian society has adapted to that change so well yeah oh yeah americans for some reason just can't do that
1: Yeah. And like, just briefly, I think a big part of that is the two party system, you know, when it's either one or the other, and there's no middle ground, like there is here, there's bound to be a little more tension and people under Trump in this current Republican party have gone a little more crazy because there's been some more extreme policy things that have come out. So naturally that's going to get people a little more riled up when you have a leader that's not going to tone that down. This was bound to happen eventually. Right.
0: So yeah and it's, it's just honestly just like a natural way of living like it's biological like if you mm-hmm. like sport teams like you're gonna have your favorite sport yeah. team and whoever the rival is it doesn't matter who it is you're gonna hate them you know exactly yeah it's, i think it's just biological but moving on i don't this podcast is not about politics but i could talk about it <laughs> for a long time but um the theme of this episode is challenging yourself um and I really just wanted to transmit a, a message where, you know, the listeners are able to take some tools that we've learned or, you know, some of the stories that we have and just apply them to their lives. And, um, yeah, I just really want to put an emphasis behind the importance of challenging yourself physically and mentally. So I guess the, the first thing I'm going to ask you, Sterling, is, you know, what, um, Uh, is there a point in your life where you have intentional intentionally chosen to challenge yourself whether physically or mentally and like what were the outcomes of that
1: yeah no uh, for sure like that's that's been a big part of my life in soccer and otherwise right i mean it's it's easy to pull examples as an athlete of when you have to challenge yourself like yeah man that beep test was really hard but i wanted to beat nathan so i kept going you know that sort of thing but um no, but I I, th- <laughs> I try my best, man. What can I say? I'm just out here to embarrass everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing about challenging yourself is that it has to be like an everyday process, right? Um, yeah. Whether that's in school, in sports, in life, in faith, whatever, right? So yeah. um, automatically, when you told me that we were doing this topic, I've actually been reading a book that... Oh. Brilliant for this. Yeah. Have you heard of the book Um The Mindful Athlete? Yes, I have. It's by not George it. Mumford. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost not. done. I think I have one chapter to go, but literally, like I've been reading this book like a little bit every day for the past probably a month or so and relates really well to this. I recommend this yeah. book, not just for athletes, by the way. Um just a really good smart guy who writes very well about the topic of mindfulness and how you can um, increase performance in every aspect of your life mm-hmm. just by being a more mindful, more present person. And anyways, the, some of the things I've been reading recently from George Mumford is that um, the greatest athletes that he's worked with, he's worked with Michael Jordan, he's worked with Kobe Bryant, he's worked with all of the Phil Jackson teams, basically, uh, for those who are familiar with the NBA. Um, but the people who are most successful, um, see the process of challenging yourself as a constant incremental process of pushing comfort zones. And there was one line, I can't remember the exact wording. I didn't write it down either, but he said that, uh, like great athletes like Kobe, they see the process of challenging yourself as like a horizon where you're always chasing the edge of your comfort zone you're always edging yourself towards your discomfort zone and you're refusing to stay static where you are. So yeah. for me, that, that, that's kind of been like a good representation of what I try to be. Um, as, I mean, especially as an athlete, cause that's just an easy example, but it's a constant process of making yourself just a little bit more uncomfortable every day, but not doing these crazy outlandish things that are going to, you know, harm yourself or harm some other aspect of your life.
0: Yeah and honestly yeah that's a really good description and reading yeah. um, for me is also is, is uh is a challenge well <laughs> <laughs> <Reading laughs> I've never been a reader you know like I've never like even from when I was a kid I've never like just sat down and like read a book and enjoyed that process but uh recently I like I have tried to start doing that um and there's one example of like just challenging yourself because if I, if I just chose to stay in my comfort zone and just, you know, not read, I feel like I'd be missing out on a lot of knowledge that's put out um, into this world. But I definitely agree with uh, the part when you said, um, you know, it's a process and you take little steps. Um, And I think if we, if we were to, if everybody was to live their days with, little goals and, and little things they want to accomplish each day think about like how far our world would move forward every day you know because i feel like people and i i've gotten stuck stuck in this rut where people like or myself um i just feel stuck you know and i i don't feel like i'm getting anything done or but that's because I'm trying, I'm trying to look at like the big goal, you know, like for example, with university, like you could either take it as, oh, I can't wait till I'm done with my degree, or I just finished this assignment and I learned this from that, you know, yeah. I think sure. breaking it down to a smaller scale while challenging yourself is very important. And yeah. And to be able to and to be able to do that is honestly a skill that you have to learn, because like you you have to be able to see like big projects or big accomplishes accomplishments in your life as as smaller as a smaller thing, you know, like split into different proportions. Because you know if you if you're always focusing on that end goal, on that that you know that whole prize the process is going to, is not going to be as meaningful to you. You
1: know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I I think I've talked about this in one of the previous episodes where Azu was on as well about that sort of sub goal mentality, right. Where you can break down your ultimate vision, your ultimate goal into more attainable, reachable, smaller steps so that you're not super down on yourself when something takes you a little bit away from that goal. Right. Um, But for me, like one of the biggest things about challenging yourself is where are you drawing your motivation from, right? Because if you're motivating yourself with something that is just crazy out there, um, I I think it has the potential to be destructive in that it takes over your life and it takes away your balance as a whole, right? I think we see this with people. I don't know. I can't really think of a specific example, but um, you know, just some friends that maybe pull further away from relationships because they want to get super rich, or you know they want a certain car or whatever. I mean, like good for them if they attain that goal. Like good on them if that's what they want. But you you start to realize that sacrifices have to be made, right? There's only so much you can expend energy and expend concentration and expend um, resources like physical resources on at a time, right? So for me that motivation kind of like it, it has to be pretty within yourself. You have to find ways um, to keep driving yourself towards those sub goals. Cause it's not always going to be easy, right? Yeah. There's going to be resistance. There's going to be times where you go a little bit off, off track, but where's that motivation coming from where you can, where you can reset and say, all right, where I, where do I go from here? Where do I move forward from here? Right. So yeah. It's, and it's a, it's a <laughs> whole process.
0: I think I can definitely apply that to my life when it comes to faith, you know, like me being a Christian, a Christian guy, like I could say, I could just say, yeah, I believe in Jesus and leave it there. Right. But the whole, Mm -hmm. the whole like reason behind being a Christian is to have a relationship with the creator. Right. And there's steps to take, right. Like you're, you're not going to be comfortable in your faith, right off the get-go like you're not going to be able to you know openly speak about what you believe and your relationship with jesus right off the get-go and i think like there's things that you have to do to expand your faith like for example like reading the bible or you know having good conversation and praying and you know all, all those things about about faith like you you need to um Yeah. You need to like put your time into it. And I think, like you said, there is always going to be sacrifices to everything you do in your, in your life. And in this case, like having a, having your faith that might sacrifice friendships where people are so against, you know, what you believe, or they just believe something totally different and your point of views don't line up, you know, like there's sacrifices that you have to make in order to accomplish or be what you want to be. And I think, another thing that comes with challenging yourself is you have to be able to accept that outcomes oh, good or bad
1: yeah yeah no, no. it's crazy how much all of that and what you just said relates to me because like um, this last semester I joined uh, like a Bible study group on campus and like that was a small step in faith right that I took in order to Improve myself, improve my faith, you know, and might seem like a small step, just joining a like like a campus group like any other, basically. But it's crazy how much progress that made in my relationship with God. And so, yeah, no, I completely agree with everything you said there. Yeah, and it's not just about like accepting outcomes; it's about accepting where you're at presently, right? Because I feel yeah. like, like I was talking about people who have these crazy ambitions. I feel like sometimes what they miss out is what's what they're in presently right they're so focused on what's ahead of them and i i I can see this in people even if even if i'm not talking to them like you can observe this on people's like social media and stuff they're so focused on that one thing that they're not admiring where they're at and taking the good from where they're at and taking the good from their experiences and their relationships and the small things in life right so yeah one caution with challenging yourself Make it a small incremental process every day instead of huge ambitious goals. You know, like there's nothing wrong with having big ambitions. and not what I'm saying, but maybe break it down to sub goals and admire where you're at. Be thankful yeah. for where you're at, and take the good out of everything that's around you.
0: Yeah, I got yeah, I got one story from when I was a kid, and it's definitely soccer related because I didn't have a life outside of that. <laughs> but um, basically, I was trying to make um, the ASA Alberta soccer. Right. And this team would like you go through evaluations for like a month and then you get sent out to Vancouver or wherever and you get put on the showcase. And as a kid, you know, like I was like, I identified as a soccer player and that's all I was, you know, and that's where I put my time, my effort, my identity. And, and, um, you know, that could be, you know, an outcome of you know the things that happened when i was a kid where soccer was just coping mechanism or i just you know i didn't know where else to put my energy so soccer was it and uh there was a few years in my soccer career where i just hit getting denied to make this team i think it was like three years in a row where i was like they were like nope 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 And um, I was so focused on making this team that I put my whole value in it, you know, and it really dropped my confidence a ton. And as a kid, like, obviously your confidence and the way you think can be swayed very easily. You know, that's just part of being a kid. But um, I put all my energy in trying to make this team. Right. And I just remember every year I was just getting denied. And I was just like, you know what, maybe soccer isn't my sport right and the thing is is like i don't know what about it made me kept keep going back and keep pushing and get on that team but the fourth year of trying out i finally made it right and um i i made it to the team and it was an awesome experience and like i won't I, i i don't regret you know anything about it um but the, the thing that I took out of it is that I didn't, I didn't realize the process. You know, all I noticed was the failure and you know getting rejected. That's that's the only thing I noticed in that process. But when I when I look back at back at it now, after maturing and you know, going through the things that I have gone through, I noticed the process that I went through and and the way that shaped such a strong mentality when it comes to sports and when it comes to accomplishing something that you want so bad, you know, like you might, when you, when you want something that bad, you might fail one, two, three, four, five times, but are you going to, are you going to just, you know, focus your whole mindset on those failures? Or are you going to say, okay, I failed. What can I do different this time? And how can I apply this process to the rest of my life?
1: Yeah, no, definitely. And um, like I, I think we had fairly similar like youth soccer experiences in that we weren't like crazy, highly rated prospects coming out of uh youth by any means. Like I, I don't know if that's the case for you, but I know that's the case for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I had similar experiences for sure. Like I moved to Calgary when I was grade eight Mm -hmm. and i didn't i i left bc where i was from as a goalie and i stopped playing goalie when i came to calgary because i didn't think i could make any decent teams right Mm -hmm. and then i was 15 when i decided i wanted i wanted to play goalie again i don't know i don't know why but Mm -hmm. i did and i was stuck on a younger probably worst team within my club for three years until i finally got the call up um to the, to the team I wanted to get on basically. And yeah, man, like that, that's a tough process for three years being somewhere that you don't want to be. Right. And then, I mean, that continued basically towards being a varsity athlete, right? Because um, there was a school that I wanted to go to. That was my first choice and I attended ID camps and I went on campus. I met all the coaches. I did all that for two full years grade 11 and 12, well, probably one and a half years, only to get the call from the coach as a grade 12-er with a couple months left in high school. And he told me that I wouldn't be able to get a scholarship if I wanted to play on the team. and I wouldn't probably get game time for probably three years. It's like, wow. Like, that was really two years of my life. I was just banging my head against the wall, right? It's crazy. But, like, as an athlete, I think I'm I'm actually more blessed – for things like that because I'm also very thankful because I don't have, I'm not hardwired to kind of accept um, defeat when things don't go my way. Right. And I, th- I think you're kind yeah. of the same way just from what you were saying there. I don't have that switch where it's just like, Oh, like coach doesn't like me that much. Oh, well then I guess I'll just, you know, like that's it, I guess. Like that's, that's not me at all. Like that, that lights a fire under me. Right. So yeah, even, in my two years so far here at Mount Royal, like things haven't always been easy. Like I've, I had injury trouble um, in my second year that made things very, very difficult to get where I wanted to be on the team. And it's, it seemed like my second year things never panned out the way they were going to, even the day before my first start, I wasn't on roster. Right. Like, it's just, it's just crazy, but came back that next day. Shut out, Right. So I don't know. You just, you, you always got to be ready for that opportunity and you got to, take um negative i say negative very cautiously because they're not negative experiences but taking those sort of not so nice experiences in at the time take them for what they are and use them as a motivation i talked about motivation earlier on where are you going to draw that motivation from yeah. is it just going to come from your successes because if it's only coming from your successes the tap at some time is going to turn off right that's not always going to be going your way so yeah. you got to be able to find your experiences as motivation where you're at
0: yeah 100 and like i can definitely still apply that now like what year are we going in this would be our third year if we had a season right yeah um and like you said like we i we came out of youth soccer with very high profiles you know like we were like like i was a starting left back on like a two-time national you know championship team you know and yeah. like for some people like you know that's a good accomplishment but like you go into varsity and they're like we don't we, we literally don't care about your hit means your nothing like, literally yeah. means zero because and like, you know you realize that really fast when you move up to the next level it's like all right like we are literally in the dirt compared to like pros you know like oh yeah there's a lot better players than you are right and it's very humbling like i'm not saying that's a bad thing it's very humbling um and it just makes you want to like you know get better um but my expectation coming into into varsity was to you know at least play <laughs> you know <that's> <laughs> and um that just hasn't been the case like you know whatever is going on you sometimes you don't get what you want um, but the one thing that I've focused on is, okay, I'm not, I'm not being chosen in the roster, but I have a purpose here. Like I'm, I'm, you are in every part of your life for a reason, mm-hmm. you know, and you can either take that, take those chances or, or, you know, you can be in a spot in your life and, and choose how to react or how to behave in those situations. So for me, like throughout the seasons where like, I literally didn't step on the field, which is, you know, whatever. Um, I chose to be encouraging to the rest of my teammates because I still am going to give myself a purpose in every situation that I am in, in my life. Right. And a couple of the guys, like uh, the German guys told me like, I don't understand how you are so happy in the dressing room before and after games when you don't see the field, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, I can choose to cry (laughs) and choose to be upset and pissed off that I'm not getting time, which, you know, like slightly am, but is that how I want to spend my five years in university? Mm -hmm. You know, if I don't get playing time, I'm going to have, You know even even though i invest all this time that i that i have been like there is positive outcomes to it and i can choose how i behave in those situations right so i'd rather come off as an individual that is um encouraging and happy and you know smiling no matter the circumstances than somebody that just was not content
1: with the place that they're in yeah, no, definitely. And um, I can relate with that. Like, yeah, even tough relationships within the team, tough relationships with coach, you can always make that decision. Okay, like if I can't be on the field, how can I improve myself, right? And for me, that was often, how can I improve myself as a leader within the dressing room right now? How can I use this to improve myself as a man? How can I use this to improve myself as a student, right? There's always things that you can take. And that's sort of what I've been coming back to over and over again here is you got to take your experiences for where you're at, right? You can't just take it as a negative or a positive. You got to take everything you can from your current experience. And one thing I will say, um, often when we think about challenging yourself, it's sort of like that new year's resolution sort of vibe where it's like, it's gonna suck. You know, if I challenge myself, it's going to suck. It's going to hurt. It's going to feel miserable, whatever, whatever that goal is, right. It's going to take sacrifices. But for me, um, that's not so much the case. Um, something that I've kind of been realizing recently is like joy and like a good mood is a choice and it's a skill that can be developed. And that's been like such a revelation for me because like, if you can change the process of challenging yourself and pushing your comfort zone, like I was talking about earlier, and you can do it with a smile on your face, like that is like the ultimate goal, right? Because man, like th- that journey of self-improvement, like it even like gives me chills a little bit, but that journey of self-improvement, if you can do that with joy, it, it's, it's just incredible to me. Like, so one thing I will say, like, I'll kind of relate it back to that. But take those negative experiences, decide to accept them for what they are, take the good from it, put a smile on your face, and then move forwards, right? That's all mm-hmm. you
0: can do. Yeah, and I think the world, man, has put such a negative connotation on all these things. Like it's put such a negative effect on school, on hard work, on running, like like anything you can, you know, name. Society has put such a negative connotation on it, but If you, and that's your choice to believe those things, Mm -hmm. right? And exactly what you're saying. That's, that is your choice. If you are going to put yourself in like right now, for example, we are, you know, in lockdown, we can't go to restaurants to eat. We can't go to the gym. We can't do, we can't play soccer. We can't do nothing except sit at home. Basically, you know, you can choose to let that be a negative thing and just mope around for the whole month. Or you yeah. can take this time, and use it, like for example, download Duolingo on my phone and learning Spanish. Good luck. all my extra
1: time, right? You see, si, Senor.
0: Yeah. Yes. See. <laughs> see. <si. Si.
1: laughs> but it's it,
0: it, it, you're so right when you say it's your choice. Like you choose to get up in the morning and mope around and do nothing, or choose to get up in the morning and use the time that you have and the resources that you have and do something with them. We know whatever you love. And I think, I think personally that whatever you choose to let in impact your life is going, you know, there's going to be different outcomes. Like for us, we have our faith, we have soccer and you know, we have things that we invest our energy into that changes the outcome of what we do with our time you know and so if people if people are putting their value in social media if they're putting their value in politics into you know any negative connotations that is the outcome and i had this conversation with my brother yesterday actually because he spent a good chunk of time on school and he was so upset he's like it's five o'clock in the evening and i just finished school and he was so upset that that's how he spent his time and i said listen you know like why are you upset about that? There's people in other countries don't, they, they have to work. They don't get, they don't get your, your opportunity, you know? So you choose to, to be upset about the fact that you learned a ton today and you're learning new skills to apply to your life or choose to be, you know, happy that you're doing those things. And he's like, yeah. Oh, you know, and that's, and that's how easily I think, our generations and our society, especially in Canada, that's how easily we are influenced by the media and what everybody else says. I think when you are choosing to challenge yourself, you have to be able to, to understand that everything that you're doing, everything else that you're doing in your life is going to impact your ability to do those, do the things you want. You know, like for example, yeah. I chose to challenge for myself sure. with with learning a new language this this year, right? And you know, my mindset is influenced by you know the lockdown. It's influenced by you know what I do each day. If I'm if I get up in the morning and feeling unmotivated, I'm most likely not going to practice. You know, if I if I change change my mindset to focusing on one other goal that's like i feel is more important i'm not going to practice Spanish, you know so i think you really have to centralize your mindset and take away the negative connotations that are set by society or that you hear from other people and really just be yourself through the process because everybody else, everybody has a different capability when it comes to the achieving goals or overcoming challenges like I'm never gonna expect my brother to run um what is that test called the really hard one is that really uh, for 12
1: minutes? the Cooper
0: yeah I'm never I'm never gonna expect my brother to run the cooper right now and you know achieve that and be like and, and beat me or beat anybody you know that's an unrealistic capability. But for him, I'm like, maybe, you know, go for a 10 minute run. It's a, it's, everybody has their different, a different level of challenge that they'll be able to accomplish. And you have to be able to not compare yourself to everybody else and do what you need
1: to do. Yeah. Yeah. And that whole, like, um, like that whole mindset issue we were talking about, like it's, it's that victim mentality that is so yeah prevalent in our society and especially in our age category. Right. Like, Oh, it's crazy how often you see it. Like, um, yeah, like I've lost a couple of friendships that way because I I just can't see where people are coming at when they have a victim mentality and, and sort of what, like what that is, is you always find a reason to be negative, but you can't find the positives in a situation. Yeah. And like at, at, at points there's only so much you can do as a friend or someone observing to sort of put that person in the right direction, but ultimately it it comes to that internal motivation, right? Like where are you investing your time? Like, and a big thing for that is where are you investing your time in your own head, right? How are you investing your thoughts towards yourself and towards your challenges and how is that impacting how you are like externally, like as a person in the world. So it's sort of like that, you reap what you sow, right? Galatians 6, yeah. you reap what you sow, right? So wherever you're putting your resources and however you're viewing them and how your mindset is, it's going to come back to you, right? So yeah, 100%. What is uh,
0: what is one thing now that you are trying to overcome with a big challenge in your life uh, currently, other than school? Because I feel like we talk about school
1: a lot. Yeah, yeah. And school definitely is one right because we're we're at this point in our degree where like i want to go on and get a master's program so i have to kind of push my comfort zones academically i have to start involving myself with the professors in order to get um master's degree recommendations and all that sort of stuff i'm gonna have to be applying for honors programs so that's definitely one but i'm not gonna keep on that because that's an easy one yeah um yeah you know like for me like faith, faith is a huge one right now because I've I've learned so much recently through this Bible study that I joined CCO at MRU. Yeah, I great saw that. group. Yeah, highly recommend. Everyone do it. It's great. They're at 14 campuses across Canada. Get involved. Mm-hmm. But um, no, like that. That's a big one. Like I'm starting every day right now by, um, I'm trying to be silent for a little bit every day. Like I'm trying to just kind of be present. Like as soon as I get out of bed, and that that's a hard thing. Like, that's a really hard thing. I'm so used to like waking up and just going straight from my phone or, you know, like watching a show right away, but just kind of being and just like being silent at the start of the day, it's really tricky. Like your, your mind doesn't want to stay still for that long. But, um, I think starting my day off with that and then just turning to the word right away, I think is something that's going to improve me as a person and, improve my faith dramatically if i can keep on that so that's something that's a challenge for me right now but um i mean something else off the top of my head i made a new year's resolution to read a book a month and right now that's not so hard because you know we're not in school you know there's not a whole lot going on i'm stuck at home there's no soccer there's no gyms open or anything like that but you know i'm starting to realize like as I'm walking around the house with the book, it's like, man, like this isn't going to be so easy in March. <laughs> yeah. And like finals are coming up like, dang, yeah. this, this could get tricky. Like, yeah. But uh, I think that's something I really want to do. So hopefully I can stay on that.
0: Let's go back. Let's go back to that first one of being silent because I think that's really interesting. Um, Because I, I definitely uh, am the same. I wake up in the morning right to my phone, right to what's going on with other people and what's going on in the world. And nothing to do with myself and improving myself you know or improving my relationship with with god it definitely isn't my first reaction in the morning Mm -hmm. right um that is a really interesting very and i think a very helpful way to wake up in the morning because if if you're waking up connecting to yourself and you're in the creator of the world you know what is the rest of your day going to look like?
1: Exactly. Yeah. It's it's just like a, it's a perspective shift, right? Is what it is.
0: How is that? How has that impacted your days? I guess like what, what, what about that changes the rest of your day?
1: Yeah. Like, you know, um, like I'm, I see myself as kind of a morning person. Like I I really don't sleep much. So I see myself as a morning person and a night person. It's bizarre, but yes. I often am productive in the mornings, but um, like there's some days where you just wake up and you're not as refreshed from your sleep as you should be, or, you know, something's going on, your mood's not quite right. But to kind of have that consistency first thing in the morning, it's so grounding. It's, it's incredible. Um, And I took, I took this from a CCO conference that I attended. There were a couple of things that I'm going to try and implement every day um the joy thing i was talking about was something that was huge like joy is a choice like i that's that's just been so mind-blowing to me but yeah um and yeah this being silent you know because we're in a world that is so noisy man so noisy all the time you don't realize it until you stop and you put everything down and you realize how many things are running around in your head it's like dang like it's it's incredible so um yeah, for me it, it it just kind of reshapes how I attack the day every day, right? Cuz I kind of come out of it with a similar mindset every day. So now I can be a little more constructive, a little more positive on those down days. And Then on regular days, it just kind of gives me that kind of that starting point where okay, now what am I going to do with my time? How am I going to invest my thoughts? You know? Yeah.
0: That's really cool. So how how does that impact your self-control too? Cuz like I know like uh, being a university student and, you know, being involved in society, a lot of it is reaction. Like, our what we do throughout the day is we always react, you know, there's never, there's like w- w- whether it's anger or happiness or, you know, there's always reaction. So, how does, you know, separating yourself from that kind of way of life in the morning and just, you know, and just being, you know present in the moment how how does that impact your self-control throughout the day do you feel like more um in control of your emotions where like something happens where on a normal day you'd be like you'd be really angry or you'd get really upset do you find yourself um experience more experiencing more self-control
1: yeah no definitely um it it, it makes you feel amazing like i recommend it to everyone at least give it a try like even if you do it one day a week or two days a week you don't have to start off with scripture or it doesn't have to be anything like that just set a timer for five minutes and put your phone down and just like sit there with your eyes closed like i it's it's and try and be as still as you can it's it just reshapes everything it's it it, and the thing you say about self-control where where things that would normally wind you up just don't even matter anymore like that's exactly it like honestly like go down to the kitchen and like you know maybe a family member's having like a school call in the other room or something it's like man like they're being so loud normally but you know it, it, it just it just reshapes everything because you have such peace and such um I don't even know the word for like refreshment just at the front of your mind, right. Just to start your day. So yeah. Increased self-control for sure. It just, it just puts everything back into perspective and highly recommend.
0: Yeah. Cause like you, if you think about it, you know, we are always so like involved with like social media and talking to friends and talking to family and, you know, school and work and, we're always so involved with those things that we put them up on a pedestal, you know, and we're like, we let that self take control of our life. But if you sit there and, and silence and think about it, like, what? Why, why do we give those things so much power in our life? You know, like at the end of the day, you know, if those things are going to end, And I was thinking about this, like with career and everything, what is more important, you know, creating meaning in your life and having and creating family and relationships and friends, you know, is that going to be more meaningful at the end of your life than your career? A hundred percent. It is right. Your career and the money you make is not going to be a testament to who you are as an individual. It's going to be a part of your life, but, are you going to be leaving an impact or a footprint on other people or the world by what career path you go down, you know? And I feel like society has given way, way, way too much power to that. And people will choose career over relationships more often than not, you know? And what, if you, if you were to just sit there and think and just, and be, you know, or, Five, ten minutes like you're saying. I feel like that's can, that, that can reshape the way you you see things and what scale you put certain things on you know because like you're gonna live your life and I know this is kind of dark but at any second you know snap of a finger you're gone. Mm-hmm. so what, what are you what are you gonna put your value in and what are you gonna do with your life each day? To change those, to to change yourself and to improve yourself, you know, and to live life to its fullest.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, like, man, like our brains are so brilliant. Like, I'm a psych student, so I'm just so fascinated by (laughs) the brain and everything, right? But the process of being mindful can be so life changing because it can improve everything you do if you if you're just more conscious and more present with what you're doing. And so I, I like I would say to listeners, like um do your research on mindfulness. Figure out how you can bring mindfulness into your life because it, it will reshape everything you're doing. So yeah. whether that's reading a book on mindfulness, again, The Mindful Athlete by George Foreman, easy read, great read, highly recommend. Did you just buy that off or um probably. I think I got it at Chapters, actually. I think I got it at Chapters, but like I I think I saw someone else reading. I can't remember, but um, yeah, yeah, great book. Um, Or even if it's going to be like you download a mindfulness like program on your Apple Watch or your Fitbit, or you know, like watch a five minute video on YouTube once a week. Mm -hmm. Highly recommend it. You know, if that's something that you can do to challenge yourself, I think it's it has the ability to greatly improve everything you're doing. So.
0: 100 percent, sweet i don't know how long i think that's been just over an hour great stuff um yeah you guys are going to be seeing lots more of sterling um i think our minds and the, the way we think line up very well so that's a good it's a good consistency to the podcast so whenever um we have a guest on i think Sterling's going to be here i think next the next week's episode is going to be different cuz it's going to be with azu and it's going to be with azu and a girl from london who um ontario yeah <laughs> no <laughs> london england like across the friggin sea dude across the pond um, yeah across the pond she's probably not going to like that very much but um yeah, so she has a Instagram page that um, promotes Black Lives, and then basically, you know, um, it has a theme of uh, well well being and mental health through the eyes of Black women, which is a very powerful message to have. Very cool, and uh, I think Azu, you know, being Black um, would be it's just a good fit. So. I'm excited sense. um that for that uh, episode next week. And then if I can get a hold of this man Oris and <laughs> if you listen to Oris, this... answer your phone, man. <laughs> Jesus. You're um, still listening,
1: please, bro. Yeah. Um
0: you know, certainly are gonna interview this guy and uh he's an amazing individual. You know, I think anybody that comes in contact with Oris learns something. Um and you know, he's just had a life where it's it needs to be heard. And, and Oris
1: is my hero. Like straight yeah. up, I'm not even exaggerating. Like that guy is such an inspiration. What a, what a strong, strong dude. So yeah, yeah. And he,
0: he's doing amazing things right now. Uh, with like everything he does has meaning. So I'm super excited to have have him on. Um, he's, that episode is going to be great. Um, and just to close up, um, you guys by now uh you guys would probably already seen the video that i put out but um i am partnering with um this organization that is um that is based in Nepal and basically it's called the Pep Fund and they have and when you um send uh, donate money to them it's put into this pool of money and then they help pay for um, children's education and you know that consists of books um, uniforms uh, you know all all the good things and then it also helps um, teach the parents what the kids need to learn and then the parents can um, help their kids with that so that's a really cool organization and uh, I'm partnering with them because I'm starting to sell merch and that merch should be here within the month and um so when you guys pay a certain percentage of that is going to go to this organization and uh you know it's and it's all just has meaning because the manufacturer i'm ordering from comes from nepal as well and they hire um people who are poor and need work and they teach them how to stitch and how to do embroidery and you know just changes lives over there. So um if you guys have more questions, DM me um on Instagram. I should probably get an email pretty soon, but DM me on Instagram. Um the handle is rising rain rising rain underscore podcast. Uh Sterling, where can they find you?
1: Uh yeah. Uh Instagram is basically my main social media. I don't really have anything else. So no. at Sterling underscore 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 Kerr, K E R R. Follow cool. me there. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Thanks well, for having me, man. And yes. I got to say, like, I really appreciate these times because, like, I, I'm not like a super creative dude. Like, I don't like, I don't paint, I don't like sing, I don't do any of that. It's like, this is like my creative outlet. And like, I didn't think I'd enjoy it this much, but I'm having fun. It's great stuff. Yeah.
0: Same here. So I've got, yeah i think i realized your um your passion for this and as soon as i started uh doing this and i was talking to you guys about it i was like Sterling's a man you know so <laughs> um yeah definitely gonna be around more often so uh yeah that's good thank you guys for listening uh you know go give it a follow if you want a shirt uh dm me um and yeah stay safe for you guys yeah